0: The following episode includes mature themes and language that may not be suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Testing, testing, one, two, three.
0: Hello everyone and welcome back to True Crime Worldwide. My name is Annika and I am one of your hosts today. I
1: am Kendra and I am your second host.
0: We hope you are excited for the 20th episode and our third episode together. So we are going to jump right into it. Uh, Today's case is the murder of... Again, so sorry about the pronunciation. This episode, as really, usual. Like,
1: I think you should really start like searching up the pronunciations oh, and like writing it yeah, down
0: under it. I, I did. <laughs> I just still can't pronounce it.
1: You want know fair enough.
0: The murder of Katarzyna Zawada, and I'm gonna call her Cat because I really I can't say her name 25 times. I'm so sorry, ma'am. No, Cat's great. I think she would have loved that nickname. Perfect. Sounds great. Cat was born in 1975 in Poland. There is very little information about her early life, so I don't have much to tell you about her childhood. Damn, that's rough. When she was 21 in 1996, she studied at Jagalinonian. We're gonna go with Jagelanonian University. No,
1: that's that's fun to pronounce. I like that.
0: Uh, In Krakow. Her major was psychology at this point, but her dad actually died this year.
1: That's rough luck.
0: Yeah. This changed the trajectory of her life she fell into a deep depression and was officially diagnosed with clinical depression she changed her major twice after that from psychology to history and from history to religious studies where she stayed which i don't know how the heck you could go from something as interesting as psychology all the way down to f- religious studies but i mean here we are here so we are, you know what? good for you so her friends would often describe her as very nice and kind and loving but she was also sad and withdrawn which is very common among people with depression, so yeah, fair enough. it makes sense. Sorry, I just looked at my phone and shout out to Steve Power, my fantastic stepdad. If any of you ever need an oil change, you just have to walk up to the people and say, I need an oil change.
1: It does cover all <laughs> the bases. I feel like that that rounds it out, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's the perfect way to say it. Thank you very much, Steve, for being brilliant and a, such a wordsmith. So on November 12th, 1998, uh, Kat was scheduled to meet with her mother at a psychiatric clinic where she was receiving treatment for her depression. She didn't show up and her mother tried to reach her, but to no avail. Only a few hours later, Kat's mother actually went down to the police station and tried to file a missing persons report. You know what? I feel like I wouldn't
1: answer my phone or anything either if I was at a grippy zock vacation
0: no no she was like it was like um it was like an appointment oh yeah so like she so just she was going in to see her regular psychologist just like we do uh but when she when she tried to file the police report she was told she had to wait 24 hours before she would be allowed to file a report that is a real thing it's actually not what? In, I don't know about other countries, but I actually did a case about this in Canada, and according to Canadian laws, you actually don't need to wait the full 24 hours if someone disappears under uh, suspicious circumstances. That's crazy. Yeah. Which mom I, that.
1: She would have filed so many reports. Right?
0: But yeah, it's because uh, the first 48 hours are the most important that in a missing true. persons case, right? So true. if you're looking for a missing person, then you want to get as much of a head start on it as you can. But yeah, so I don't know if it's true in this case, but I do know that her mother never tried to go back to file a second report. What? Yeah, so Kat just ended up going missing, and nobody was looking for her. About two months later, on January 6th of 1999, there was a ship named Elk. The man who was working noticed that there was something wrong with the propellers. No, please
1: please don't tell me that they've... Do they find her body mixed up in this?
0: So much worse. So, a lot of the time, uh, someone would just go back and clean out, you know, leaves, twigs, anything that somehow made its way into the propeller. But apparently this was a common thing. So the man just went back he, he and... He was just
1: doing his daily duties. Yeah, he was just
0: doing what they did daily. Living his life, going
1: out with his little, like, scoop. Yeah. Scoop up all yep. the leaves. Yeah.
0: But uh, on January 6th, th- this man encountered something he didn't want to encounter. Because the propeller was completely covered in something like an elastic band. So it was as if you had taken an elastic band and stretched it all out of propeller and then tried to run the propeller and just got it even more tangled. And also, there was the worst smell in the entire world that this man had come across. Damn. So the whole crew comes together. The whole crew starts pulling off the friggin' elastic band. Oh, yeah, because it's just an elastic
1: band, right? Yeah.
0: They found what they believed to be was a very large piece of human skin in the shape of a bodysuit. Bitch! What? (laughs) It only gets better from here, don't worry. A whole bodysuit. A whole bodysuit. No,
1: I feel like I've like seen this in movies. Yeah,
0: this is like a thing you only see in movies. The- so, as any good citizen would do, these fishermen notified the authorities, who immediately came and picked up the skin suit. S- the skin suit. Yeah, the skin it's suit. The elastic
1: band skin suit.
0: Yeah. Eight days later, something else was discovered. A dismembered leg was found in the water. You want? It's always like a leg. Yeah, it's like a leg or a foot or something.
1: Yeah, you never hear something of like the upper quadrants. Yeah, like you
0: never hear about arms or maybe like a full torso or something. Like maybe like a finger, who knows? But no, you never hear about it. After DNA testing, this leg was also proven to have been cats. Damn,
1: her mom really wishing she filed that second report after. Yeah,
0: yeah. So after finding the leg, uh, the police went to the public with the theory that the body had been put through a propeller of some kind, and that's how she had been killed. But over the next couple of weeks, the rest of her body had been found. And this discovery threw the case off completely
1: wasn't it like a whole skin suit obviously someone had to fucking skin her
0: uh what so what they found in the propeller was they found the torso part of the skin suit and then they found the rest of the skin suit later in the water so it had disintegrated yeah so remember i told you there was a diagram
1: oh i'm so ready for a diagram no let me see this
0: i All right. want it This is the diagram of the skin suit that they found. It included the skin suit started from the neck, went down, cut off at the arms. Uh, There was a large portion across the torso that had been sewn together for some reason. Not really sure why, I guess to take it off. I guess he had to cut her open to take it off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would think so. Uh, Her nipples had been removed and then reattached, sewn on again and it ended at her legs, and the rest of the skin suit had been separated from her. So Kat's cause of death was that she had been flayed. So she was skinned alive, for anyone who's not quite sure what that means. For anyone who hasn't seen Game of Thrones. (laughs) So in May of 1999, the forensic medicine unit in Krakow got their first big lead, another body.
1: He was looking for a little skin suit army.
0: Oh yeah. This body had been decapitated and the head had been completely skinned and scalped. Just the head. Just the head. About a week later, a man named Vladimir was seen walking around in a mask made out of skin. From the decapitated body. Just over his head. So he just like, like one of those Halloween things. So of course, since he was walking around with a dead man's face face on top of his face vladimir was arrested and he was also identified to be the victim's son oh so he killed and decapitated his own father and wore his own father's face on top of his if i thought i had daddy issues this guy really takes (laughs) a cake
1: man man's is winning
0: So, due to the similarities of the two cases, Vladimir was then named a suspect in Kat's murder. After a thorough investigation, there was nothing to link Vladimir to Kat, and the charges were dropped. He was, however, charged with his father's murder and he received 25 years in prison. That's it? That's it. Man's decapitated, skinned, and scalped this bitch
1: yeah that's gotta be uncomfortable i mean like that's someone's like skin like there's gotta be like residue of blood and shit
0: yeah oh yeah Yum. yeah (laughs) a year after the murder the investigation was formally dropped yeah they just dropped it however however you'll in better news the officers involved in the case continued to follow the leads in their own time without being paid you know what those are some girl bosses. Yeah, I so like at, at least someone cared. Even with people still investigating the case, it did go cold until 2012. 20, that's very recent, right? It, no, this is still ongoing. This case isn't fully really. Yeah, it's. You'll see. You'll see.
1: Okay, I'm seeing. <clears throat>
0: So in 2012, there were advances in the field of forensic science research. Kat's case was reopened and the prosecutor's office led the new investigation. The team of investigators consisted of officers from a cold case unit called X-Files, which yes, is unrelated to the show, and they exhumed her body to perform an autopsy of it, ordered by the prosecutor's office.
1: They're bringing in the big guns.
0: Experts from the 3D laboratory of the Raw Medical University created a model of her body so they could rebury her and continue to investigate closely. Which means that there is a 3D print of this woman's body out there somewhere.
1: In the ground, just chilling.
0: No, the three D isn't in the body. Her oh. she's in the ground. The three D oh, thing. Joe. Yeah.
1: I was like I was like they really just
0: no, buried no, 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 no.
1: this 3D print.
0: No, what they did was like they copied it so that they could investigate it further. They put her back in the ground and then they studied the copied version. Hmm. Mm -hmm. This team concluded something completely different from the initial autopsy back in 1999. Didn't we put them in the fucking closet? Yeah, they got out. The results confirmed that the perpetrator had used a sharp object to stab Kat's neck, armpit, and groin. Her cause of death wasn't even being flayed. She actually bled to death from injuries from being tortured. Her skin had been removed afterwards, which honestly feels better to me. Yeah, I think I think better. if I had I mean, to choose between being tortured and being flayed, I would pick I, tortured I, so I, that I, I wouldn't have to torture. see my own insides.
1: Yeah, that's that's a little concerning.
0: Yeah. In 2014, an FBI representative from Europe created a profile of the suspect. It said that the suspect had sadistic tendencies and probably had training in martial arts and thought it was likely that he had tortured her before her death. They also thought that he probably knew Kat previously, before her murder.
1: Ah, murder of passion.
0: Mm Mhm. He most likely had a history of harassing, assaulting, and or raping other women. Of course. Yep. I hate men. In 2017, the police received a mysterious letter from an anonymous source claiming they knew who the murderer was. The contents of this letter exactly are unknown to this day to protect this man's privacy. What man, the one that wrote it? Yeah, he ratted out his best friend, dude.
1: Oh, never mind.
0: Yeah, no, they got a random letter from an anonymous source who was-
1: Oh, I thought like they kept the whole letter private. They did,
0: they didn't release the contents of the letter. That's whack. Well, they couldn't, right? Because it compromises the case details enough. That's uh, it's unsolved. That's like the court isn't finished. So they can't release the details until the court's finished. This is still in the court system to this day. Uh, Yeah. Now now I'm caught up. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of confusion there. Yeah. So on October 4th of 2017, 19 years after Kat had been murdered, police arrested a man named Robert Janskowski. He was a 52 year old man who was living in Krakow, Kazimierz district. Get this, he was trained in martial arts, he knew Kat before her murder, and he had a history of harassing women. Oh. He had also been a person of interest back in 1999, but at the time there was no evidence to link him to the murder besides circumstantial.
1: That is quite the trifecta.
0: Yeah, and as we know, circumstantial evidence isn't usually enough to get someone convicted of a crime. Mm -hmm. On top of all of this, he had previously worked in a dissecting lab, where he dealt with human corpses and the art of dismembering them. He also worked at the Krakow Institute of Zoology, where he learned how to prepare animal skins for sale. So this is where he <laughs> learned how to prepare skin suits. Man pulled out all the stops. He re- Yeah, he was prepared for this. He, he was, spent years preparing. He spent his
1: whole life preparing for this one moment. What did this woman do to get turd and skinned?
0: Now, if you're my mom, you're going to want to cover your ears for this next sentence. Oh. He was fired from his job after he killed all of the Institute's rabbits during his shift. And he refused to tell anyone why he did that. What? Yeah. The poor bunnies. Yeah, the poor bunnies. The
1: poor bunnies that's horrible yeah he should have got arrested then and there
0: i agree i fully agree when authorities searched his apartment they found blood in his bathroom the dna from his apartment were a match to cat which means this man did not deep clean his apartment <laughs> for like not. 19 years just yeah yeah
1: he just didn't clean anything yeah he was like mm, no
0: robert jansowski was charged with aggravated murder with particular cruelty to this day he maintains his innocence his trial still hasn't happened due to COVID-19 delays, but hopefully Kat will soon get her justice.
1: I hope she deserves it at this point. Yeah,
0: but yeah, that's the reason that none of the case details have been released and why there's so little on this case is because it hasn't finished in the court system oh, yet. Okay.
1: So that when that
0: when that does happen we will do an episode update for you guys do a little
1: revise Mm -hmm.
0: so i didn't want to say this earlier in the episode because this was a direct quote from talkmurder.com and they wrote a lovely article on this and i got a lot of my information from their article so what i'm about to say is a quote from the article that i was reading the right limb over the ankle joint had been strapped to something The perpetrator had been giving her drugs. He broke her femur and pelvis by punching a barbell and a bodybuilding plate.
1: Oh my god.
0: She was also raped when she had already been dead. It was said that her injuries could only have been given to her if she had been hit by a car going about 80 miles an hour.
1: Holy shit.
0: That's how bad her injuries were. That's insane. And she was still alive. She didn't die until he stabbed her and she bled out. Could you imagine? That's, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. So this case is commonly referred to as the skin case, but I didn't want to call it that because it felt a little bit rude to Kat. I wanted to f- make her feel more like a person than just this one famous case. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So the sources I used for this episode are Wikipedia, mysteriesunsolved.com, wiki.ng, and talkmurder.com. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it.
1: You can find us on Facebook at True Crime Worldwide and on Instagram at True Crime Worldwide Podcast.
0: If you're looking to contact us, our email is truecrimeworldwidepodcast at gmail.com.
1: This episode was written by Annika Penny and narrated by Anika Penny and Kendra Isaacs.
0: It was edited by both Anika Penny and Kendra Isaacs.
1: The intro music was written and produced by Ben James, who you can find on YouTube at B-E-N-J-E-N. M-I-M-A.
0: The cover photo was taken and edited by Kyle Shaw. True Crime
1: Worldwide was written and produced by H. Penny Entertainment.